We're back here on Locked On Browns Podcast. It's good to be back. First, first segment, we're going to get to something big. Kevin Stefanski is basically staking his future on Deshaun Watson and what he's going to call in the huddle. We'll talk to you about the changes that you may see with Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski as far as the Cleveland Browns offense. Second segment, we'll get into trades. Now, trades are a big part of what we what the Browns haven't traditionally done, but when you're over the cap and you got a lot of money, some names could be gone. What trade do you think or a big name you think you could possibly see on the trade market for the Cleveland Browns? And then finally, Jeff and I will talk about our AFC and NFC picks. Uh, right now, championship week is going on. We'll tell you who we see moving on to the Super Bowl, and we'll come back and do that all on this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things dog pound, LGB on the LLB, the Locked On Browns podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day day your host jeff lloyd at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd returning after a hiatus ultimate cleveland sports show talent 92.3 the fan on air personality garrett bush at g bush 91 good to have garrett back in the saddle here look guys look life comes it's there's just no way around it uh you know every now and then you got to ad lib and as a partnership as every partnership works sometimes you got to basically be your brother's keeper for a few days, had to take care of things here. I'm much more happy to just be talking, not doing all the doodads behind, but we got to do what we got to do. Good to have Garrett here. Today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com to look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 1% free boost to the franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game. We've talked about this some and kind of hinted around at this some. And as far back as when the acquisition was first made to bring Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns, you know, Coach Stefanski, and I think one of the things that people, when they talk about Coach Steph and Maybe just not giving him some credit. Look, Coach Steph had a long run in Minnesota. I believe it was four head coaching tenures that he was a part of there before you know he finally you know started working his way up the ranks. One thing that has been different for Coach Stefanski with Deshaun Watson is he has never played with a quarterback of this ilk, uh, a guy who is athletic. And this is not to discount obviously anything that Deshaun can do with his arm, but Deshaun is a special, special talent, unique as far as maybe, you know, top 10% in the league is guy who could probably kill you with their legs as much as they can kill you with your arms. Go back to the Baltimore Raven game, that long run for a first down that basically secured and clinched that victory for the Browns. So these are things that we have to look at here, but this is where the situation is getting tough for coach Stefanski for coach Stefanski going into year four. Obviously successful year one, not a successful year two, not a successful year three. The investment made into bringing Deshaun Watson here to Cleveland. The security 
for either of these two men? Yes, they rely on each other. But if you want to talk about who is more secure, who is more stable within their contract, within their standing with the Cleveland Browns, there's no question. It's Deshaun Watson. He's going to be the quarterback for this team for a few years. If this offense does not get right in 2023 and this team, again, fails to make the playoffs, then you have three seasons in a row for Coach Stefanski, who would not have made the playoffs after making the playoffs in year one in the most difficult of circumstances. Coach Stefanski, in my opinion here, G, and this is tough, um, because you know he had success early. that Everything changed with the quarterback position. But the bottom line here, um, and you know, we use phrases like, you know, leopards can't change their spots, yada, yada, yada. No, 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 no. Coach Stefanski needs to basically sit down and he needs to create the ultimate Deshaun Watson offense. And we're not talking about continuing to throw more money at the position. Oh, everybody, bring in DeAndre Hopkins. He's two years older than Amari Cooper. He costs more. You're going to have to give up more compensation than you did for Amari Cooper. And this is what we got to yesterday when kind of evaluating the wide receiver room as a whole. Gee, and these young guys, whether it's a Bell, a Schwartz, a Woods, a Jalen Darden, some of this and the growth of these guys also has to come from Deshaun Watson. You just can't say, you know, this isn't Major League Baseball where you can have a $20 million guy at every position. There might be players with a deficiency or two. Deshaun Watson and said is supposed to take said player and overcome these deficiencies. That's part of what the $238 million guaranteed is part of. He is supposed to overcome some of the shortcomings, and he's going to get a seven-month period here. Now, where there is nothing but just focusing on the way things are going to look when they get to camp in August, it's on Deshaun Watson. But, gee, it is 100% on Coach Stefanski here now in understanding that this offense has to evolve and it has to be more Deshaun Watson friendly and understanding the uniqueness of a Deshaun Watson. You know, I, I've talked to a lot of people during the you know, last day or so as I ramped myself up to come back, and it's great to be back here on the Locked on Browns podcast. But everybody I talk to, um, and when you talk to, about Kevin Stefanski and his moving around and talking to different people in the industry, one thing, the consensus thing that I'm getting is that Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski are going to be married on a brand-new offense that the Cleveland Browns have not run. This is not going to be the Nick Chubb-centric offense. This is not going to be the Gary Kubiak uh, zone that comes from the Kyle Shanahan family, or excuse me, the Shanahan tree, the, the father Shanahan, right? This is going to be something new. And this iteration of the Browns offense, people keep telling me, is this is something that Deshaun Watson is going to run. This is going to be something Deshaun Watson does well. These are going to be plays that Sean Watson himself has a hand in creating what this offense looks like. You know, Jeff, when you when you give that much guaranteed money, the Browns need to have Deshaun Watson at back at the level where Deshaun Watson was with Bill O'Brien and, and, and some of the stuff that they were running back then. And guess what? You know, they didn't have uh, top-notch, you know, guys that they were going to get free agents. At that, at that rate and what they were running, a lot of people could have been uh, productive. There's a lot of individuals that were in and out of that lineup being productive. It starts with what you're running. And I think they're taking a page out of this book. 
when you look, and I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes is is on the same level as Deshaun Watson. I, what I am saying is Deshaun Watson at his peak was seen as a guy that was in that type caliber, in that conversation. And when you go back and you look at a team that was up 31 to seven in Arrowhead, that guy was running, doing his thing at a high level. So what they, they look at it is look, the Kansas city chiefs, Clyde, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, he, they don't, they no longer have him running the football as he once was. They traded Tyreek Hill. Right. And they, they came with another group of pieces of parts and guys and Kelsey and some names. And guess what? They're still productive. You know why? The head of that engine is still Patrick Mahomes. They run stuff he's comfortable with. They run stuff he comes up and he draws up in his head. He said, hey, coach, let's run this. The Browns know that if they want to be where these teams are at the end of, of, of January, early February, to be where they want to be at, there's two things that need to happen. They need to have an offense that can score just like the rest of these teams, and they better have one of the top quarterbacks that can go throw for throw. And you see it. Joe Burrow right now is ascending. Josh Allen ascending. You have guys at Patrick Mahomes that's already at the top of the food chain. So this offense is not going to be your father's Cleveland Browns. It's going to be something different. And that's why this is going to be one of the most strategic off seasons that we've seen so far. And it's the most important in Cleveland Browns history because this is going to be something new for both Stefanski and Sean Watson, as well as the Cleveland Browns fans. Uh, this is where I totally agree with you because, you know, one of the biggest issues, and we all know the list, is in the cornerback list, uh, enough with the quarterback list already. <laughs> but the point is, is, is you're saying to everyone in the league, you're saying to everyone in this fan base, everyone in this organization, no, we got that dude. We have him. Well, guess what? The proof will be in the pudding because – a, Deshaun needs to play better, whatever, you know, the, the circumstances, you know, obviously certainly notwithstanding the position he put himself in, the fact that he was away from the Browns longer than he was physically with the Browns, then coming in late, then it being a 4-17, and 17, relying on him to maybe go 5-1, and one, relying on him to maybe go 6-0. and oh. As we all know, none of it worked out. But Coach Stefanski, for job security, to see a second contract here with the Cleveland Browns, his main goal between now and September is to make sure that Deshaun Watson looks every drop of a $238 million quarterback. We're going to switch it up here. Uh, a lot of talks here. You know, Browns were a little active last year as far as bringing players in trade-wise, maybe needing some cap space, maybe needing some more draft capital. Maybe there's players on another team they'd like to pry out and get over here to Cleveland, but maybe – there's a player or two on this roster that somebody else is going to want. We're going to get to all that. Continuing here, your latest Locked On Browns, G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd. We appreciate you all for being along for the ride. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and I can't tell you how much fun we had competing against each other. And my fellow Locked On NFL host, Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers, was our Locked On NFL champion. We're not going to talk about how it went for me. Um, I still have my GM job, but maybe the uh, water's <laughs> getting a little warm for me. But now it is your turn to compete. But more on that later. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You'll manage every strategic aspect of your team. You'll play through a season and lead your team to glory, trying to build a dynasty. 
With Ultimate GM, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft, and all the ups and downs of a season. A free agent pick or two didn't necessarily work out. A draft pick or two, yeah, they kind of underperformed, and that is why Chris Carter ended up a champion. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. We've created Locked On League for you to compete against Locked On fans all over the world. Can you be the Locked On? Uh, can you be the ultimate Locked On Football GM? Choose the Locked On League in this app to join. Can you create a dynasty? Locked On Browns listeners get a one percent free boost to the franchise when using the promo Locked On, all caps, in the game store. That's Locked On again, all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com. Or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Welcome back to the Locked on Brown podcast. Uh, G. Bush is back again in, in the saddles with uh, Jeff Lloyd. You can follow me at GBush91 on Twitter. You can follow Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd as well. And... You know what? We right back, ready to go. Shout out to everybody. We're over 4,000 some odd, I think 43, 4,400. They're over there on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the uh, channel because this is going to be one of the most pivotal seasons for the Cleveland Browns. You got coaching changes, still need on the defensive side of the football. There's a new scheme to be put in. Hey, we're gonna, a lot of guys draft free agency coming up in the best place to get your daily their daily dose of Cleveland Browns football is over at the Locked on Brown podcast. Make sure you download us wherever you get your podcasts as, as well. Um, Jeff, we talked about the first segment, getting into what this Cleveland, offense, Cleveland Browns offense is going to look like. I think there's going to be some wholesale changes uh, in terms of the philosophy uh, and what changes to the offense and changes to, uh, you know, the, per, the, the philosophy comes Changes in personnel. You threw this out. We threw this out to our, our our questions and make sure you comment below if you're watching this video. We ask you, who are some of the guys that could be moved by the Cleveland Browns? Now, if you look at it from a uh, from a you know standpoint, when you look at it from a, a cap casualty standpoint, I think there's a couple people that could be traded. Um, one of the individuals that I think could be moved. Uh, is uh, one John Johnson III. Now, the reason you look at it, they may lose. You look to move him, or they may look to cut cut him in terms of what he does. Um, there you go. We back off. You know, we don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you look at John Johnson III, and uh, John Johnson III might be somebody they're looking either cut or you know, look to trade um, because he does have that cap number, um, especially a guy like that. Um, I look at a guy like uh, Wyatt Teller. Now, it's kind of hard. I think you bring up this point of, all right, you got, you know, you got all this money tied up. I would say probably $30 million or so tied up in guards. Are you going to be able to keep both of those guys long term? They're both in their 30s. White tellers have more uh, injuries than uh, Joe Batonio. I think Joe Batonio is a better overall player, much better run, pass blocker. He's a, he would most would argue as an all pro, he's a better run blocker. Um, Wyatt Teller kind of flashed a little bit, had a couple of years. He's still a good guard, still a really good guard. He's just a step below Joe, what Joe Batonio is. Is that a guy you could look to move? 
And then finally, you look over on the, on uh, the defensive side of the football. I think this is the most realistic uh, place that you can get some moves. You got a first-round draft pick uh, and Greg Newsom. You got a guy that you paid $100 million to in Denzel Ward. And you got a guy who looks like he's better than both of them. And Amber Martin Emerson, who came out and showed up as a rookie. Now, when you talk about his skill set, he's big, he's physical. I think he plays the ball well. And you got a guy that's kind of out because, you know, you're basically saying, well, I don't think Greg Newsom's better than Denzel Ward, and I don't think he's better than Martin Emerson. And the guy comes out and says, I want to play on the outside. Well, how many snaps is it going to be on the outside? Are you planning on moving somebody to safety? I don't think you mess with Martin Emerson if you're moving to safety. Uh, so now you got one in position, one out position. People don't want to play the slot. So to me, it goes in a pecking order. I could see John Johnson uh, moved. I could see Wyatt Teller possibly moved. Or I could see uh, 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 Newsom moved if they don't find another place for him to go. I think uh, those are the three names for me. What about you? Uh, I'm kind of much in lockstep with you here. Um, you know, I'm not saying you're going to trade Wyatt Teller. But if they want to keep Ethan Posick, you're talking about an offensive line, man. But we're north of 50, 55 million dollars in committed money. That is a ton, a ton of money committed to an offensive line. And with re signing Bill Callahan and basically him staying here, extending to stay here, one of the reasons you do that is you look at a case like Ethan Posick last year. Came in here, he was making like $1.85 million, finished as, you know, almost a top 10 center in the NFL this season. So with extending Bill Callahan, there's the premise of if you give him a little less, maybe he can get more out of it, which we have seen to this point. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen on that side. There are issues with the Cleveland Browns secondary now as far as it pertains to a Jim Schwartz defense. Jim Schwartz doesn't blitz a lot, barely. Barely blitz his kids, barely gets things done with his defensive line. In order to do that, you need a true free safety. The Cleveland Browns do not possess true free safety. Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit, John Johnson, none of these guys are a true on the roof free safety that can just go sideline to sideline, make plays on the ball, intercept the ball. None of these guys fit that bill. John Johnson, the third, obviously the one making more money. John Johnson, the third. You go to teams, you know, who may be contenders. And look, I think the Browns would take anything. I honestly do. I don't care. I think they would take a fifth, a sixth. If somebody wanted to take that contract off the Cleveland Browns' hands, I think the Browns would happily oblige and let. And look, for John Johnson, he's not exactly thrilled because he's not been able to be the versatile safety that made him so coveted when the Browns initially brought him here. And the problem is, is between John Johnson III and Grant Elpit, very, very similar in the individuals. Grant Elpit played better this year. Grant Elpit is younger. Grant Elpit is currently cheaper. You're looking to basically get some money in here. It's a way to go. The other thing is, and I do agree with you, you have a great problem right now if you're the Cleveland Browns. An outstanding problem. A lot of people would love to be in this situation. But you have a $100 million guy in Denzel Ward. You have Greg Newsom, who we, you know, I would say he's performed admirably. You definitely think there's more coming from a guy like Greg Newsom. But then you've got Martin Emerson. And even in the Browns' wildest imaginations, I don't think they saw Martin Emerson coming along as fast as he did. He's long, he's tall, he is the best tackler 
of all the three cornerbacks I just mentioned. So now you have an issue where basically you have three guys who essentially are starting outside corners. Now, here comes the issue. Martin Emerson, kind of too big, and it'd be a waste to put him in the slot, battling five foot ten guys when he can battle the Chargers, Mike Williams of the world. Denzel Ward, riverboat gambler at times, but you need that type of guy, a guy who can make the ability to make plays on the ball, strip the ball, which Denzel was always done. Now, somebody's got to play nickel. Newsom, not necessarily, you know, A, doesn't seem like he likes it. B, not necessarily cut out for it. So then you get to after those guys, A.J. Green, a player that they've always liked. Thomas Graham didn't play a ton last year, but you know what? Thomas Graham is 110% even when he was drafted out of Oregon, a nickel corner. So you have this type of guy that you could maybe, and look, you can always bring another nickel corner and they don't cost you a ton. But, you know, whether it's trying to get draft capital back, whether it's trying to save a few bucks, whether it's being on the phone with somebody who's got a defensive tackle available that you're interested in, hey, you know, maybe Greg Newsom is a chip there. I'm not saying any of this is going to happen, but these are conversations you have to have with yourself this time of year and how much a player means to you as opposed to, you know, what another player or pick could mean to you as the Browns know they have extensive work to do on the defensive line to appease new defense coordinator Jim Schwartz. And I guarantee you, they didn't say to Jim Schwartz, Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togiai, Perrion Winfrey, and Taven Bryant. Make it work. Jim Schwartz didn't no. sign that contract to come here to do that. No way. Not with the track record Jim Schwartz has. So Jim Schwartz will be heavily involved here, and they are going to have to get you know some ammunition here on that defensive line in order. Otherwise, it's, otherwise what in the world do you even interview him for? Because Jim Schwartz's calling card has been defensive line play. I will build my defense from the – basically from the front to the back. So all things you got to consider here. Uh, we've been tearing it up here, obviously. G and I feeling good. It's great to get G back in here after, you know, almost a week off here. You know, look, again, life takes a toll sometimes. We all got to do what we got to do. But, you know, business never, ever stops. We'll switch it up here. Championship Games Sunday. First, you got Raiders. I'm sorry, Raiders. Good Lord. First, you got Niners-Eagles. Second, <laughs> you have the one we are all all waiting for Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. We're going to get our thoughts on those as we continue here on your latest Lockdown Browns. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush. NFL Championship Sunday is here. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today to get started. With $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. You put six, seven bets on one game. Somebody to score an anytime touchdown. Who scores the first touchdown? Uh, yards for Patrick Mahomes, yards for Joe Burrow, yards for Jamar Chase, all of this stuff you can do. And it's all on one app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the NFL. 
Welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush is in the building. Jeff Lloyd is in the building. We bring you weekly, daily, every hour upon an hour Browns content for you guys to digest. We appreciate it. And the places you can go to find us are simple on YouTube. Make sure you go follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscription. Um, hit the subscription. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell. So it'll tell you, hey, Locked On Browns is on. Click on the video, and there we go. We're ready to go. Also, definitely download us everywhere where you can find your podcast. There's so many places you can find us. You can you can do it just – it's too many in there. Just go ahead and do it there. And definitely just watch us on the uh, app. We're on the Roku app. You can check us out on the Roku app as well. They can get, get you right on our smart TVs uh, wherever you're at. So continue to keep up with Browns content with me and Jeff through Locked On Browns. Um, you know, Jeff, this is the, the money week. I think this is, to me, one of the better weeks – uh, in the NFL season because you get down to the final two teams in each conference. Generally speaking, these these two teams are the best two teams to play. Um, I think in, in, in more – you could watch baseball, right, and you could check out baseball. And baseball, sometimes you'll get to the ALCS or the NLCS, and guess what? You won't have the best teams. It'll be a team that, you know, kind of snuck in had the right pitcher, had the right um, – their bats got hot, and, and you kind of get sometimes wild cards in there. But when you get to the NFL, the way it's scheduled and the way it's set up, very rarely don't you get the two best teams, and I think we're up for one of those teams. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the AFC, man. AFC, you got the game that I think everyone wants to see, the rematch to go to the Super Bowl, Kansas City Chiefs. And Joe Burrow and the Bengals, uh, and, and, you know, it kind of stings a little bit. Joe Burrow and the Bengals were a feel-good team last year. You had a lot of people say, oh, well, if I got to root for somebody, um, I'll root for the Bengals. But I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> it's a little different this year. Uh, <laughs> the Bengals, yeah, you guys had your nice feel-good story, but there's a lot of P teams that are not trying to see it any way, shape, or form in Cleveland to see the Bengals out here doing their thing. No, we do not want to see no AFC North team win the Super Bowl. And it just goes to show you what you can do in a year. I think if there's the, the, the takeaway is, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you see what you can do with a, a quarterback that's a franchise guy and some weapons around. These are the poster childs for it. The Cincinnati Bengals were right where the Cleveland Browns were. They drafted Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, they drafted uh, Jamar Chase, and here they are. They always had Joe Mixon. They went Tyler Boyd. They already had Tyler Boyd. Yeah, you got T. Higgins. He's a nice receiver. But the the the, the dynamic part of where the Bengals are today is they have Chase and Burrow, and they ride those guys. Obviously, you got a situation with, with Patrick Mahomes and him and Travis Kelsey. You know, they, they started the Kool-Aid out there. And to me, this is going to come down to, to one thing. I think it, it could be pretty much a wash when you take a look at their best two offensive players. You got – we talked about Kelsey and Mahomes. We talk about uh, Chase and, and, and Burrow. This is going to come down to one thing. It's going to come down to coaching. Um, I, I think it's going to come down to who puts their team in a better position and who comes out and does not blink. Uh, I think the aggressor wins this game. I think the team that goes for it on fourth down, I think the team who puts seven on the board instead of three is going to win this game. And I think the guy that makes the, the, the big-time throw maybe getting hit under duress with, 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 with defensive linemen on his legs, that guy's going to win. And so I, I think that this year um, Patrick Mahomes has been the, the best quarterback uh, in the league. The problem is he's a little hurt this game. 
Um, and I think he's going to be playing under under a hundred percent. But we all are at this point in life, even me and you, we we all we stay under a hundred percent. But I, I just think, to me, I think Andy Reid comes up with a couple more plays. I think I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come out with this one. Um, I'll take the Chiefs in this, and I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and we'll get we'll get your thoughts on this one in the NFC, and I'll give you my thoughts on the NFC. This is uh, and this is one where I agree with you. If anybody remembers the game last year, championship game between the Bengals and the Chiefs, late in the first half, Chiefs easy field goal they could have chose to go for it. Ran, you know, look, they have some crazy, crazy plays in that Chiefs playbook. Ran one for Tyreek Hill, he got tackled to the four yard line, no points, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Went to half, kept the Bengals in the game. It's a whole different feel to this game a year later. Now, the line's been fluctuating the last couple of days. Um, Bengals missing two starters on the offensive line. That is not good. It is not good by any means whatsoever. But the thing is, it almost feels like everybody kind of feels like the Bengals maybe are the favorites here. So to view the Chiefs in this position at home, vulnerable, a little maybe disrespected. And the thing that expects – you know, I love – and as crazy at the time as it seemed when the Kansas City Chiefs moved on from Tyreek Hill, they were a lot easier to defend when you had Kelsey and you had Tyreek Hill. Because basically, as a defensive coordinator, you say, you want to know what? There's a good chance these guys are getting 25 to 30 targets. So I got to sell out to make sure. Now, Kelsey's still getting his. But every other receiver on that team, Juju Smith-Schuster, you have the kid they brought over from the Giants, the Kadarius Tony. The running backs are a huge, huge factor. I think Kansas City now, it's more of a basically a palette of what mm. they can do offensively. So that probably scares you if you're Cincinnati, even though they won this game earlier. For Cincinnati, it's a little different now. Pressure's on you. There are a lot of people expecting you to go to a back-to-back Super Bowl here. Um, it certainly doesn't help that you have the mayor of Cincinnati here making jokes about a DNA test, trying to find out whether or not Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes' dad. Not good. Not good by any means whatsoever. Yeah. It doesn't help that Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals players are referring to Arrowhead Stadium as Burrowhead Stadium. These are all things that aren't good. And look, none of this stuff is blackboard material. Look, these guys are tired. They just want to play this game. The amount of times you get asked questions about this. But I agree. I I think the Chiefs in what's looking like an underdog role here, for me, there's a lot of appeal there for me. There truly, truly is. So I I think the Chiefs can be able to find a way to handle this win at home. Switching it up to the NFC side here. Um, if you told me this game was in San Francisco, I'd feel a lot better about Brock Purdy. And this is where it gets interesting. Either way, the Brock Purdy story is phenomenal. Everything this guy has done as being the last pick in the NFL draft, the Niners in this situation where you lost Trey Lance in week three, Jimmy Garoppolo comes out of nowhere and plays like nobody ever thought. And here's a guy we never thought was even going to be a part of the San Francisco 49ers season. But you've got Brock Purdy in this situation when does maybe the balloon pop? When does maybe it pop? You're going against the Eagles team here. First things first, it is not easy to play in Philadelphia. It is a very difficult place to play. There's no question about it. Now we get to what did we learn last weekend from the Philadelphia Eagles? Whatever ailment Jalen Hurts was dealing with, he's good. It's over. The, there is no more injury. And now what are the Niners cornerbacks going to do when you've got Devontae Smith? when you've got A.J. Brown. And guess what? Even if you've got tight coverage on these guys, you got to deal with Dallas Goddard. He's been a pain in the butt this year. And then there's the fact that Jalen Hurts can run as well as any quarterback in the game. This is a really, really difficult spot. Look, I'm not saying San Francisco is a phenomenal 
phenomenal football team. And you want to know what? It could be even scarier that the 49ers can go the next couple of years rocking a seventh-round pick at the quarterback position, loosening up the purse strings so maybe they can bring more in. San Francisco, you look, everybody is the same, whether it's McCaffrey, all the things you can do with him. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback. George Kittle. Debo Samuel. Brandon, I, these guys are all quality, quality players. But Philadelphia has dominated the NFC this entire season. The only time it slipped up a little bit with a couple of hiccups here and there. I think if this game was in San Francisco, I'd feel different, differently about it. But I think it's a really, really tough spot to expect Brock Birdie to come in and outduel a guy who a lot of people feel is being basically gypped as far as MVP conversation and Jalen Hurts. This Eagles team is complete. And I'll just give one thing here uh, on the Eagles before I close it out. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, one of my favorite safeties in the league. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson with the opportunity to basically make a rookie look like a rookie. It's a scary, scary proposition, Garrett. Hey, listen, you you hit on all the points. This is why this is going to be one of the better. I mean, I'm interested. This is a this is a top. I'm just game. aggravated. Both games are on Sunday. This should be a primetime Saturday night, a primetime yeah, Sunday like, night. Because this first game doing? being Philly San Fran. I, I mean, mean you got to, and you, I got to go right into the next one. I don't get any time we, to digested. We need some time, man. Let me let me marinate on that, Jeff. Like, <laughs> let me watch it. Let me let me take it in, get some prognostication going. I mean, th- listen, this is gonna be one of the best games, and I, I've I've said Philadelphia has been the best team uh, all year. Uh, we we we've we've mentioned them just based on what they got a D line. <laughs> <laughs> Hard growth, ten sacks, clocks got 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 a bunch of pressures, defensive guys everywhere. Uh, they solid defense. The Eagles have three play. Garrett Miles Garrett had sixteen sacks. The rest of the Cleveland Browns had eighteen. The Philadelphia Eagles have three players with more than ten sacks this season. That That's is crazy. an outstanding number. That's crazy, and you got D tackles getting that. D tack, mm-hmm. and, and and you turn you go over the other side of the ball. I mean. The way that the 49ers are built, I, I mean, come on. I mean, you have Bosa, right? But then just just think, they got rid of DeForest Buckner and went and got uh, uh, Kinlaw, and he's a, a monster. You got a guy like uh, Armstead, who's a monster inside, and you look at what they're able to do as far as their linebacker core, moving sideline to sideline. You know, they Nobody just tackles better. All have- Nobody tackles better than the Niners linebackers. Dude, they get their hands on you, you were going down. It's done. You're going down. And in and, and the, the way that they, they use the run game, they are the most multiple run team in the game. They'll run the ball with, with Debo Samuel. They'll run the ball with McCaffrey. They're not afraid to bring in their second-tier running backs. They're, they got probably one of the best left tackles in the game. He's playing at a, a – and who would have thought that that was worth it? They traded all them picks to go get uh, – what's the name for the Redskins? Trent Williams? And he's just been nothing but lights – freaking out so and then you take a look at what, what you got to take it's the purdy he's been purdy good um he's gonna need to be more than purdy good in this to, to go into uh to, to you know uh philly to get this win uh like you said if it was if it was in san francisco i got them by a little i got them moving away i don't think the game is that close uh with that being said i just don't know why jeff Maybe I need to get on FanDuel and put a put a bet down. Maybe I need to go to FanDuel, use some of that 150 bucks that you get free if you want to sign up today. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I, I think that the San Francisco 49ers, they, they're just special right now. I got them going into Lincoln Financial Field, and I think Purdy's going to get you a couple. Uh, uh, just just tight in. I just keep kiddo. 
Kittle just comes off as a guy that's going to catch a touchdown pass or do something to move the chains. And I think the San Francisco 49ers, it is time to give Kyle Shanahan his flowers. I mean, he's done it with Jimmy. He's done it with Trey Lance. He's done it with a lot of different people. I think they get it done here. Um, and they go out into Lincoln Financial Field and pull out the, the upset. And I think you, it sets them up to go against uh, this is, or the, the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch of a game we had a couple years ago. It's for me, this is two phenomenal football teams. You know, and it, look, I mean, if this is the way it's supposed to be in the NFC, it, this was the NFC Championship game that was supposed to happen. Maybe not necessarily in the AFC, but the NFC, from what you saw. Well, this season, these were the two best teams. And it's amazing that San Francisco was on their third quarter rack and maybe playing as well as they have the entire season. It's going to be a great, great set of games on Sunday. Got to a bunch here. Uh, look, Coach Stefanski, uh, you've got to adapt to the quarterback you have. That is his mission, and that will determine just how long Coach Stefanski's tenure here in Cleveland will be. Uh, Always hate to have these conversations, but there's a possibility somebody could get moved off this roster to help another positional group or help either A, with draft capital, or B, you know, aid the salary cap. NFC championship game, AFC championship game. It's going to be a rocking, rocking weekend of football. I cannot wait. We want to thank everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, whether it's here on YouTube, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, or as Garrett said, check out Roku. Search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find the Lockdown Browns podcast, Cavaliers, Guardians. You will also find the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Monday through Friday, 11 to 1, led by Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. Of course, 923 The Fan. Check out G over there as a radio personality. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Again, it's we're, we're excited here You know, for the Browns. We are transitioning full on to off-season mode here and all those discussions that have to be had. But, folks, we got three football games left in the 2022 NFL season. I told you before it kicked off, nothing goes faster, warp speed, fast and furious style. That is literally how fast the NFL season goes, and we got three football games left. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on ELOB. Let's go Browns.